Hello, it's Rich here with a special bonus episode of Seismic Wales podcast for May 2020. This is a follow-up on our coverage of Wales' coronavirus response. And this time I've been speaking to John from Appair Cafes Wales to find out how they've been adapting to this situation. So, John, welcome to the Seismic Wales podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back, I should say, because you are our first ever guest back at the end of 2018. Yeah, that's right. Uh, All those many moons ago. (laughs) So we're obviously um, speaking under different circumstances now with the COVID outbreak and so on. But Mm. I thought I'd just um, start off by asking you how the repair cafes have been developing since then, because I think there's been quite a lot going on. Yeah, um, a tremendous amount, actually. It's amazing because when we decided to, to do this... Um, I thought back uh, to when we had our interview before and I guess it was, yeah, tail end of 2018. And I I listened back to that, a bit of that episode and uh, I think we had five repair cafe events at that time. But now we have 25 in Wales. So just in the kind of space of uh, a year and a bit, really, we've, it it really jumped up in, in the scale and the magnitude of what's going on. And just, yeah, it's incredibly exciting, really. So that's probably the, the single biggest uh, biggest difference between then and now so yeah lots more events that's incredible incredible level of growth how have you managed to achieve that were these things that were already started that have just come under your umbrella or have you initiated them so I think whenever you're trying to get things moving and building stuff it, it takes time so we were tremendously fortunate to receive um, some funding through the landfill disposal tax community scheme uh, through the WCVA and that allowed us to basically have someone's time on it to, to put, you know, um, I think three days a week to, to really uh, to get it going. And and that's really facilitated the growth uh, in the most part because, yeah, you can actually have someone to drive it. That's incredible. And so you, yeah. do you now cover every part of the country? Have you, are there any gaps left to fill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I started making a, a map of it uh, on um, sort of like a map overlay of where we are. But we're, we're much more um, dispersed around Wales now, whereas before we were very Cardiff centric. But yeah, we had uh, we have um, cafes now up in Wrexham, all the way over in Fishguard. So we, we're reaching all of the, the corners of Wales. Yeah, a lot of that growth, actually, I, I should really mention is is down to the the strength of the starter kit that we created um we we've been working on that for years and basically the more repair cafes that we kind of help open or partner with the better the starter kit gets and that continual improvement has just made it easier and easier for people to say yep i want a piece of that i want to be involved with this movement or i have a passion for repair i want to start a repair cafe and it's just made the whole process much easier for them um, so in terms of, um, you know, as well as the growth, obviously, we're all having to deal with the coronavirus at the moment. And I've noticed mm. that you, as a repair cafe movement, have risen to this challenge. Tell tell us a bit about how you've, how you've responded. Yeah, um, well, we sort of got, got our heads together and thought of the kinds of things that would be possible in an online environment. And uh, the thing which seemed most obvious was doing some sort of online tutorial now you can actually find a lot of repair tutorials on on youtube so 
one simple thing that we thought we could do was just linking people to the most useful guides that we could find that already exist. But it does lack a sort of personal element. So what we also did was uh, we put out a big post which basically said, look, we're all we're all stuck inside. What is it that you'd like help with um, to pick up new skills on um, on repairing? And there was actually a tremendous response on that. There was things people were talking about, um, uh, wobbly furniture, bike repairs, jewellery, uh, clothes. Uh, even someone mentioned, how do you fix a ukulele? So there, were lots, there was quite a lot of engagement, which was good. And following that, we then got in touch with our volunteer um, uh, group and basically said, look, this is the kind of stuff that people want help with. Uh, who would be willing to take part in some sort of online uh, video repair session? And that's that's sort of how the process started. Um, and then we, we organised those online repair sessions uh, by creating... So first we created a Facebook event for each one, uh, which had details in on what people would need if they wanted to take part live if that makes sense. So, you know, if you wanted to take part live with the sewing one, it sort of said, well, it'd be great if you had a sewing machine to start. But if you didn't, you could have these bits and bobs and, and the same with the woodworking one that we did. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so we put a, an event up which tells people how to take part. Um, but people are quite welcome also just to, to watch and and learn, I guess, and also ask questions along the way. So that's part of the process. And then we actually run the live event which takes place as a as a video call on Teams, actually on Microsoft Teams, and um, people can join with the link which is uh, distributed. And like I said, they can get involved just by watching or by also doing and asking questions at various stages. So people have, have really warmed to this idea. Then I, I guess I guess that there, possibly there's some added value to some of this that you wouldn't get at a normal repair cafe. Yeah, I think people because of the type of forum it is, are more willing to ask questions. Uh, a big part of what we try and promote through Repair Cafe events is to get the visitors who bring the items in to take part in the repair itself. Um, but I guess even there, in that sort of face-to-face -face, uh, interaction, people still have some um, perhaps nerves about around it or um, sort of maybe lack the confidence. Um, so even if you try and, and try and get them involved, they might not feel totally comfortable doing it. But on an online environment like this, um, I think people just feel more comfortable putting themselves out there a little bit. So we are getting a lot more people chipping in with, with uh, kind of questions and uh, to take part, which is really nice. Excellent. That's really good. And I guess people, if they've got large items they couldn't bring to a repair cafe as well, this is an opportunity to do that. You mentioned furniture. I mean, I think if I had a large table or something, it would be much easier to try and get some tips online than try and lug it down to my local repair cafe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the limitation on anything online is that we can't physically hold the item and have a look around it. And, and actually, when you come to repair things, that's frequently the first port of call is to kind of have a poke at it and and see what's what's wrong and through having done various repairs in the past you normally identify common faults and uh, so actually repairing people's things remotely is very difficult which is why these sort of advice um, workshops are the way we went with it because you can give you know 
tangible and useful information. Uh, but yeah, the the ones that we've done so far, we've done a sewing workshop, and that was with Sylvia from Eto Eto, um, who upcycles different fabrics, such as old um, inner tubes from bikes and umbrellas to make pencil cases and wash bags. Um, she's actually based over at the Sustainable Studio, which you did an episode about um, a little while ago. Yeah, and that workshop... Like... <laughs> is that, yeah. <laughs> um, Check that out that was... episode if you haven't <laughs> That was um, on how to patch a hole, and there were lots of useful tips, things like how to use Wonderweb um, to kind of like a fabric sticks thing, which which helps you sew easy. But well, you don't have to sew, I guess. You just stick it together like an adhesive. Um, little tips on like how to iron things before you work on them because it makes it much easier. How large to cut the patch, um, what to do if you don't have any sewing pins. So there's a lot kind of little you know little snippets that which are really helpful to know before you go in to do your own kind of repair. And, um, and as I mentioned, there were people working alongside Sylvia um, so they could ask questions as they were doing it and sort of show their workpiece to the camera. So that was really cool. And then with the woodworking one, we had Andrew, who's a volunteer over in Panath, um, who, and he also does his own uh, thing. He's actually a carpenter. Um, in practice, his website is axomandesigns.com, but he talk, talked us through how to um, basically re-glue a wobbly chair. That was one of the things, both of these things, in fact, it should be mentioned, came up in that original post discussing, you know, what do people want help with? So we, we've tackled two of the two of the lists so far. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's, it's so good to know that you're able to keep this going under these difficult times. Mm. And, you know, I'm really aware as well that I think all our lives have changed as a result of this lockdown. Are you noticing that people's needs are different in terms of repairs at the moment, in terms of what they want, given that people can't get out and about? Yeah, I think um, now that you've you've asked that, it is making me think about the kinds of things that are coming through in the discussions. And I suppose when we're at an event, uh, a an action, a repair cafe event in the flesh, as it were, uh, you get a lot of household electronics. And perhaps it's because the nature of of people asking uh, for online help, but it's it's a lot more. Uh, we're getting a lot more questions around things like furniture now and jewellery as well, which doesn't crop up so much in the um, at the events themselves. Uh, and bikes are still popular; they're popular at events though as well. So some things have remained popular, but other things um, have risen in popularity. Like say, namely kind of the bigger things like like furniture and, and then some of the very small things like jewelry so in terms of the you know the covid outbreak obviously i guess you're going to have to keep doing this for a while but uh, one mm. of the questions we've been asking with our other interviewees since the pandemic began was about the the kind of resilience question mm. do you feel that having a repair cafe structure in place and having this network is that kind of What's the value of that in terms of responding to a kind of a, a crisis like the one we've got at the moment? Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting angle, um, especially thinking about how everything's going to look coming out of this. I mean, the one thing uh, which is probably always going to be true is that people are going to have things that need repairing. Um, what was nice, obviously, before the lockdown is, like I said, Repair Cafe Wales was uh, just getting bigger and expanding and it was becoming kind of pervasive and people were using it a lot. It would be a great shame if it sort of fell off the radar, so to speak, 
um, because it dropped down in people's kind of social media feed, do you know, uh, and then they didn't see the events or they weren't kind of seeing it in their lives and thinking about it. So that that would be a great shame. So that I'd say is like that's a legitimate kind of uh, threat or danger to any um, any community project. But um, but, how, you know, running online um, workshops like this, I suppose, not only does it kind of provide people with things to do, skills, uh, a feeling of community despite the situation. So there's all of those really obvious tangible benefits. But then there's also the side that, you know, we're kind of keeping front of mind, as it were, so that we don't drop off the radar as well, I suppose. So, yeah, that that um, that seems pretty good. Yeah, and I guess but, I think there's the issue as well in that you know you are through the through your movement, you're increasing people's knowledge and skills, and you you provide you've got that support network in place so that when crises like this hit, people are, are perhaps better prepared to be able to deal with you know those issues. Um, you know, I'm I'm conscious that if something breaks now, it's going to be harder for me to perhaps get someone to fix it and go out and get those get those parts so i guess there's a value to society in having you know having these things for particularly for when when you have some sort of crisis yeah yeah absolutely i mean i guess as well because there haven't been any repair cafe events for the last two months or so however long it's been now i lose track of time uh but i guess maybe people have just been collecting heaps of broken things so you don't (laughs) know i never know we we might we might come back come back out of this and just be completely inundated with with repairs so uh, that would be quite interesting to see as well. Yeah, well, let's let's hope that you know, as you say, let's hope that the the momentum uh, can can re- remain after this is this is over. Mm. Um, uh, so, I mean, that leads me on to asking you about the legacy, really, kind of both in terms of um, you know, once once the lockdown is eased and and you, you're you're in a position to start running those repair cafes again um you know how how are you looking forward to going about that and do you think that there's anything from from these video sessions and this online experience that you might take forward they have been really successful in some ways so it would be quite nice to keep doing them there doesn't seem to be any reason why we'd have to stop uh, doing the online workshops you know even after we come out of the lockdown so perhaps it is something we'd look at but it's not something we've given loads of thought to at the moment we're still just pushing through with the here and now. Yeah, we, we'd like to carry on doing uh, enough workshops that we tick off more of the things on the initial list uh, that got posted by uh, visitors to our page. Uh, so we've definitely got bike repairs in the in the pipeline and also jewellery, because both of those, as I mentioned earlier, came up quite a lot as things people would like to, to repair now they're at home. So we've, we've definitely got a few more online workshops um, planned. So how do you feel then about the the future of the repair cafes in this weird situation we're in? Do you feel optimistic? Do you feel concerned? Uh, How is the future looking for you? I don't feel concerned because, as I mentioned, I think everyone's always going to have things they need to have fixed, you know, or need to learn how to fix themselves. So we're never going to be short of (laughs) things to repair. And that's so I think there's always going to be a place for repair cafes, either either through this in this online kind of um, scenario, or when when the lockdown eventually drops, when we when we can have live events again, um, that will be that'll be really nice. So. so looking to the future then, and 
you know, through the pandemic and also beyond, how can people stay in touch with what you're doing, both in terms of the online activities and when you reopen those cafes? Yeah, um, well, we have a shiny new website uh, where all of our events are listed. So when live events open up again, um, then that, that's where you'll be able to find them. And that's repaircafewales.org if you want to have a look. And we've also got the um, online workshops being advertised through our Facebook page. So that's how you can find out all the details and get the links to join in with some of the online workshops. Excellent. Thank you so much, John. And uh, do stay in touch and, and all the best, as I say. Good luck with uh, dealing with this. It sounds like you've got some great plans. Thank you very much. Um, all the best to yourself as well. So it was great to hear that Repair Cafes Wales are still helping people to fix things in their own homes, despite the challenges of the coronavirus lockdown. We'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this, do subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favourite app. Bye for now.